If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Email, as always, folks, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Talk to Todd there. Ask questions. Share your thoughts, comments, opinions. You might hear if you uh, you can call into the Huff hotline as well, 317 317- Four five five fifty two fifty, and uh, share your thoughts and opinions there as well. And of course, we're streaming on Facebook, facebook.com slash Todd Huff Show. Good morning, friends on Facebook as well. No matter where you're listening, good morning. Thank you for listening and for joining us here today. So I want to start two things I want to make sure I get to hour one today. Number one, I want to talk about of course, uh, for many of you, many of you listening to my voice this morning, this is a a big day in if you're in Indiana, in the sense that the government can, the governor in particular, but the government can begin the process of leading us out of the economic portion while being responsible consider it wise on the health front um, of coronavirus, of COVID-19 locally. Now, that that announcement should happen sometime later today as to what is actually going to be the decision um, of the governor, Governor Holcomb here in the state of Indiana. And I know, look, we've got listeners all over the world, but I want to talk about this because this applies uh, to most people, not, not Indiana's decision, but most people, at least here in the United States, are under uh, the uh, disc- discretion, I guess, of their governors. I want to talk a little bit about Governor Newsom in California, who has done some things well, but has also gone completely crazy in certain areas. So I want to talk about these different uh, components, different factors, how it applies to your state, maybe through the eyes of how it applies to our state here in Indiana through you know, our, our um, I guess, dependency, if you want to say it that way, on what governors decide to do. There is a, uh, a protest, a rally, I guess you could say, it was the right word, at the State House this afternoon in Indianapolis, uh, protesting, wanting the state to reopen, reopen Indiana. We did a poll, which you can still technically 
<clears throat> you can still technically vote on our Facebook poll. But I did an informal poll, non-scientific poll. Uh, but our basically the question was for our Hoosier listeners, uh, should Holcomb extend the stay-at-home order or should he begin the process of reopening Indiana? Now, um, you know what I think about this. I've, I think, made that clear from the very beginning, <clears throat> or early on, I should say, not not the very beginning. Because, look, there's that initial phase where I understand why governments did what they did temporarily. Um, again, the the idea was to keep hospitals from being overrun and for people not to be treated, for fatalities to increase, and for this to spread well beyond control. We didn't know exactly what we were dealing with. In a lot of ways, we still don't, right? We don't. Things, things that we learn each and every day. Think, we get contradictory information at times about, about masks, about, uh, gee whiz, how this thing is transmitted, whether or not animals get it, dogs, you know, you pass it to dogs, dogs pass it back to you. There's all sorts of uncertainty and ambiguity around this particular this particular disease. But for some reason, they've always seemed to know that the one thing they need to do is take complete control over, over our economies, our local economy and our national economy. I'm looking right now at a Fox News map highlighting the states that are easing restrictions today. Indiana is not highlighted. Technically, our restrictions go through... Uh, well, through the day today. So I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen here. We have two states near us, well, touching our border, Michigan to the north, Illinois uh, Illinois to the west, who have both extended their um, stay-at-home orders and other crazy actions, especially in the state of Michigan, through through the month of May. It's another another 31 days now. So... Holcomb is, of course, Indiana is part of this group of states, and, and those two states are in that group that are determining how to work together, uh, plus the states of Minnesota, Wisconsin, Kentucky, Ohio. Um, I'm forgetting somebody. There's seven. So those states are going to be working together, supposedly. We have two of them that ex- have extended their stay-at-home orders. And now it's time to see what Indiana is going to do. Now, I want to say a couple things about this. Number one, number one, um, I think, again, the poll that we ran on our Facebook page was 80% ready to move towards reopening, 20% wanting to see the stay-at-home order continued. A couple of things about this. Number one, um, I think we have to... I still think that some people are not fully appreciating, grasping the economic dire straits that we've found ourselves in through this. This is – it's not just as I've seen some people in the media uh, talk about people wanting to go get a haircut, although that's certainly part of it. And by the way, the Chicago – was it the Chicago mayor was out getting a haircut as she was telling the rest of her citizens not even to dare to step outside to look at the sun. So – there is a lot more to it than just wanting a haircut or wanting to sit down um, at a dine-in restaurant. These are people um, – there's absolute concerns about businesses, jobs, 
um, retirement plans, and all these things are tied to the economy. Now, that doesn't mean that there should not be any consideration or steps taken here to ease into things or to uh, be wise, keep an eye on you know potential outbreaks, keep an eye on uh, infections skyrocketing. I, I saw last night that there's um, through some sort of artificial intelligence, through the monitoring of social media, there's now 21 or 22, tw- some 20 some small towns around the country that have been basically flagged by this group. <clears throat> I can dig and find the article here, but effectively, four of those are in the state of Indiana. I think. Uh, well, counties. These were counties. Vigo County was one. Monroe County, which is south of us. Bloomington is one. Um, St. Joseph County, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the fourth. That they believe that there is a um, potential outbreak in these counties. So, again, there's also counties with next to with with just a handful of infections um, as well. So. But people's livelihoods are at stake here, and we're talking about, again, some drastic and dire predictions if we're going to talk about listening to the experts, listening to the scientists. Can we not listen to the uh, the economists, the economists who are telling us some of these things, which, again, we should know through common sense. If you cannot, If you cannot freely engage in commerce, this is going to impact business. And you look at the chain effect, through uh, the ripple effect of of what happens, and it's 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 tough. But this this issue of reopening, a couple things. Number one, we have to find a way to do this. Number one, first and foremost, that has to be accepted by people. We just can't accept the attitude that hunkering down is going to somehow through the magical buttons and wishes and whims of those in government that we can somehow just skate through this unscathed, that businesses are just going to, when that magical moment in time comes, which for some isn't until, heck, for some they want to wait until 2021. For some, they're demanding no economic activity effectively until there's a vaccine. And folks, this is just not reasonable, rational, or even remotely possible. People are getting restless. And again, it's not because they want haircuts. It's because they want to be able to lead their own lives. lives. And that really gets down to the core bedrock principle here is that even though there were some, some, I don't know, some justifiable or at least understandable actions taken when we were gathering information about this in the earlier days, we now... We at least we know what we're dealing with, although there's lots of, as I mentioned earlier, there's lots of unknown factors and, and questions, but still, still we've got a much better understanding than we did, say, six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, back when Nancy Pelosi was asking people to go down to, to Chinatown. Nothing to worry about down there. In fact, if you're worried about it, it's because you're a racist. That's effectively what she wants you to believe uh, now. But the point is, is that freedom and choice, these are core principles, not just of the United States, not just of the Constitution, though they are. These are core principles of what it means to be created in the image, in the image and likeness 
of God. And so, yes, responsible, wise actions can be taken to to ease into this. But the point is, is that it is time. It is time to begin to reopen. In fact, truth be known, it has been, I think, time uh, to begin this process as we've seen other states move forward. And again, this is not to be, uh, I don't like it when people try to frame this as we either shut down forever or, or we open up recklessly. And that's not what we're calling for, a reckless reopening. Some people believe that any reopening is reckless. Any attempt to get back to normalcy, they believe, is uh, risking, risking too much. Again, for those who are at higher risks, they can and probably should, again, their choice, but they can and probably should continue to maybe stay at home. But for those who understand the risks, for those who have been going out anyway, going to the grocery store, going to, I don't know, to, to get gas to places that the government has told us is acceptable, again, the same principles of social distancing that they've used there, why can't they be used elsewhere? Why can't they be used elsewhere? So I hope, I hope we begin to see, I don't want to, I, I don't want to see an extension of Indiana's stay-at-home order. Um, I want to see the beginning of us moving towards getting back to normal, whatever that turns out to look like specifically. Yes, we've got to, we've got to monitor. Yes, we've got to be prepared. And we have to understand that if there are localized outbreaks, that certain actions by government may in fact be justified yet again. I know some people take the belief that, hey, this is uh, this not their not their prerogative. Um, they shouldn't be able to and you know interfere at all with with these sorts of things. But there are justifications for a highly communicable disease. Again, it has to be clearly identified. It has to be very precise what they're doing. It has to be justifiable. And it has to be, again, very, very temporary. These these things that we've seen governor, uh, governors doing, like Governor Whitmer in Michigan, even Governor Newsom, which I'll talk about briefly after the break in California, giving folks a list of things that are acceptable. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's remarkable. You know in California you can watch the sun rise and the sun set. You're welcome, California. Signed Gavin Newsom, Governor Gavin Newsom. I mean, it's gotten crazy. You can't skate in skate parks, right? They'll put sand in there, wasting more taxpayer dollars, which apparently is a sport in California. It's a sport amongst governments all across this fruited plain. But we have to, we have to move back. We have to move towards saving, opening, getting our economy moving again. That's what we've got to find a way to do because that, in fact, look, we know what happens. We know what happens if we sit back and don't do anything um, and and basically shut down all commerce. There's no question about what that does. You saw a 4.8% loss in GDP last quarter, and that's with just the tail end of the effects of coronavirus, of COVID hitting uh, at the very end of that quarter. What's the second quarter going to look like? And it's not just about someone's wealth and ability to buy an extra yacht. This is about people surviving, people making decisions for themselves. Americans, you know, again, acting in their own self-interest 
to try to protect themselves from, you know, getting the disease, acting responsibly in society, basically. So it's time to move towards that. I hope Governor Holcomb does not extend the stay-at-home order. We need to move towards that. Your states, again, there could be some exceptions with, with a, say, a place like New York City, I guess. Uh, but even there, they, they they should be talking more about what does that process look like. We're We're trying to not just think about the health crisis, which is bad. We're also thinking about the economic crisis, which is also bad, and it's affecting everyone, everyone um, as well. So efforts need to be put towards that. It's one of the things I've been very pleased with President Trump about through, through this whole thing is that he has been consistently applying pressure for the economic side of this, not just you know this two-sided coin, the health side, the economic side. Everyone focused on the health side, which is important, not diminishing that whatsoever, but so is the economic side. So is the economic side. I know Joe Biden thinks there's a third side of the coin, which doesn't surprise me. He thinks that economic intercourse is on there as well. But anyway, yes, the uh, sexual health of economies is very uh, vital at all times. So Biden is – I want to thank him for pointing that out. But I've got to take a break. Long in this segment – uh, get back. I want to share a couple of other things, and then I want to talk about Joe Biden. I want to talk about Tara Reid, and now it is it has gotten to the point where the media can no longer ignore this. In fact, Joe Biden is going to be on MSNBC today, taking very very tough questions. I'm sure from uh, on on Morning Joy on MSNBC. That's right, MSNBC. That's where they've decided to go out to address questions against uh, raised by Tara Reid allegations, I guess, from Tara Reid. So we'll talk about that as the program comes together, but I've got to take a time out. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. Be aware and be advised that 98% of scientists tell us that listening to this program can actually cause you to lean to the right. So that is your warning here this morning. Be back in just a minute. Welcome back. You know, this program is brought to you by lots of lots of loyal advertisers, partners, sponsors. And one of those, one of those I'd like to mention here during this uh, as we kick off this this segment is Radon Environmental. In fact, you heard them last uh, last segment. Radon Environmental makes sure that the quality of air in your home. Look, folks have been staying home a lot, a lot during uh, these these difficult times. And the more you're home, the more you might want to think about some of these things. Of course, they also help businesses as well, but they are trying to help reduce exposure to radon gas. This is uh, this can be a devastating problem in certain places. And so to find out if the air in your home, your business is safe, reach out to the good folks at in, uh, Radon Environmental. You can do that by calling 317 317- Eight four three zero eight zero four again three one seven eight four three zero eight zero four radoncorp.com is the website radoncorp.com be sure to tell them uh, that Todd sent you so um, we are now talking about this 
again, these these challenging times, and of course, what what governors are trying to do um, to protect what they're saying is to protect their states. And and Governor Newsom, governor of California, I just wanted to share this share this with you. They've listed <laughs> the gov- the government. The governor's office have listed activities that are okay, that are okay for you to do in California. They've listed things specifically that they said are okay to do. So here's what they say. It's okay to go outside for a walk, to exercise, and participate in healthy activities as long as you maintain a, a safe physical distance of six feet and gather only with members of your household. That's what the state said, according here to the Los Angeles Times. Now, I don't know. That must not include going to skate parks, which, again, remember they dumped sand in this. And I talked about that a while. You may have thought I talked about it too much. But to me, it's a it's symbolic of how the government acts. There's something that's working totally fine, a skate park in this example. The government decides arbitrarily, we don't want people doing that. So we're going to dump sand in it. Literally, they dump sand into the the skate park, Venice Beach. Then the people of that community who go to said uh, skate park at first turn it into a dirt bike course. So they take the problem that's created by the government and make the most out of it. Finally, they get enough of them together to say, you know what? We've had enough excitement with the dirt bike uh, dirt bike course. We're now going to clean up, clean up what the government has made a mess of intentionally government inserted itself made a mess now it's time for the private sector to clean it up they did that and they started uh, to use the skate park yet again think about that that's a microcosm of how government works things are working fine reagan once said the government views the economy in um, these three ways if it moves tax it if it keeps moving, regulate it. If it stops moving, subsidize it. That's how they view things. Insert themselves. They create their own their own problems. They create their own a whole series of things. Uh, oftentimes, they try to they say they seek to solve the problem that they've actually created to begin with. So here are the activities, and I'll take a break after this. Governor Newsom has told. Uh, his his office have told the state of California that they that this is approved. Here we go. Athletics, again, no word if that includes going to skate parks. Badminton, uh, singles. Don't get too crazy out there and do doubles. Throwing a baseball and softball. <laughs> th- throwing it, throwing it. A baseball and a softball. BMX biking, canoeing. Again, singles. Crabbing, cycling. Exploring rock pools. I, I tell you what, th- this—if this wasn't so terrifying, this I, I, this entertains the heck out of me. Th- that people take this seriously. This is a list of things they have gone through the trouble, and they've put exploring rock pools. Exploring rock pools is that not made obvious by simply saying you can participate out uh, in outdoor activities so long as you keep physical distance of six feet. Which again, that should be the that's the recommendation. I don't know what are they going to start arresting people. I don't want to ask that question because we've seen some extraordinary actions taken by states during this process. 
golfs, singles, walking. There can be no carts that are used. No carts can be used. Hiking, trails, paths, allowing distancing. Horse riding, again, singles. Jogging and running. In case you confuse those two, jogging and running. Suppose you could even put sprinting in there if we need to differentiate. Kite boarding and kite surfing. <laughs> I kid you not, meditation. <laughs> meditation is on this list. They've they've made it obvious that meditation can be on this list. Ironically, I don't see prayer on this list, but you can meditate. Outdoor photography outdoor don't be taking pictures home inside your home that's dangerous picnics with your stay home household numbers only quad biking rock climbing roller skating and roller blading case again that's confusing Uh, skateboarding or excuse me I've, i've skipped rowing singles just for singles scootering but don't do it in groups i'm reading what it says in parentheses it says not in groups but it's don't do it in groups. Skateboarding, not in groups. Again, this is in the wake of them dumping sand in the skate park. These these po- these folks, unbelievable to me. Soft martial arts, Tai Chi and Chi Kung. So you can't do those in groups either. You can't be sparring is what they're saying. Uh, table tennis, again, singles. Don't be having two people at the end of one table. Throw and catch an American... <laughs> Oh my gosh, these people. It's like they have no idea what they're talking about. Throw and catch an American mini football frisbee or frisbee golf. Not in groups. I can only throw a mini football. What about a regular size football? American mini football. Someone who calls it American football, um, I'm very skeptical of. Uh, Let's see, trail running. I thought that was addressed through jogging and running, but apparently we need to know trail running is okay. Trampolining. We have a trampoline here. My kids would be happy to hear that. Tree climbing. For those of you that just, uh, I didn't know that this was a a sport. Maybe it is. Thank you, Gavin Newsom, for letting folks do that. Volleyball and singles. Walking the dog. You can walk your dog. Thank you. Wash the car. Perhaps my favorite of all, watch the sunrise or sunset. Oz, you could watch the sunrise or sunset in California. Governor Newsom is going to allow that. And yoga. Now, I don't know if this is meant to be an exhaustive list. It's pretty long. But uh, anyway, this is what we're up against. Now, remember, the whole premise for shutting down the economies, doing these stay-at-home orders, was to prevent the overrun of our health care system. Now we literally have a list. We literally have a list in California from their, uh, you know, their their wonderful leader on what they can do. I mean, down to they can watch sunrise and sunsets. It doesn't just pertain to one or it, it's both, folks. You might think that looking off to the east is more dangerous than the west. No, you can watch both in California. Unbelievable that they're allowing folks to do this. This is just I don't even know what to say about this. I find it humorous. I find it troubling and problematic. And I also find that it's time to take a break. So I've got to shift gears, get back. I want to talk about Biden, Tara Reid, and it is uh, no longer possible to ignore this in the mainstream news media, although it's MSNBC, so I don't even know what to call them. But you know what I mean. The media is, is no longer able to 
ignore this. So I want to share that when we get back. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in, if I can find the right, uh, there we go, back here in just a minute. Welcome back. I want to clarify something I messed up on last segment. RadonEnvironmental.com is the website for the folks that have uh, Mike and his team um, have supported this program. And RadonEnvironmental.com is there is the website. Again, the phone number is three one seven eight four three zero eight zero four. I just wanted to to clarify. I was in a hurry and um, made an error. So forgive me for that. But these are the folks that help bring this, one of the many folks that help bring this program to you. So uh, I just like to mention those those folks to you um, so that you can hopefully support these folks as we begin to to kind of rip the roof off, hopefully, this economy, metaphorically speaking here, of course. Don't want to be too violent for those that are tuned in uh, who may have a tendency to be a snowflake. It's metaphorical speak here. But I want to shift gears now. I want to get to um, I want to get to Biden. There's a lot to get to, so this will probably extend into next hour. But the time, I guess, this segment, which is going to be shorter than most because I was long in both uh, the first and second segments. The opportunity, or the desire, or the I guess the possibility that the media can ignore allegations made against Joe Biden is now over. It's over. They can't do this anymore. In fact, there's Democrats. There's a couple now that are coming out against uh, against Biden. We talked about we've talked about one of them. One of them is former Hillary advisor, which, of course, some people might say, wait a minute. Wait a minute, maybe this particular guy, Peter Dow, former top advisor to Hillary, you know, maybe he's got another uh, vision here of what might happen, which includes having Biden get so much pressure that he drops out. And then, of course, Hillary Clinton swings in to save the day, rides in on a big white horse to save the Democrat Party and the American people from a second term of the dangerous dictator as they'll tell us donald j trump but there's there are people like peter dow who are out there there's a another top house democrat hakeem jeffries who is now breaking with the party and saying that biden uh, needs to be investigated needs to be investigated seriously by uh, based upon these allegations made by tara reed we've got nancy pelosi which I'll play that sound clip uh, probably next segment, hopefully next segment. She doesn't, uh, she's not going to be lectured, she says. Joe is just, Joe Biden is Joe Biden, whatever that's supposed to mean. Um, but there's a major problem here for Joe Biden, and the media is no longer able to deal with this. And forget about a problem with Joe Biden. There's a problem here with um, it's only I only say it that way because the media has protected Joe Biden because they don't want a problem with Joe Biden. 
They want Joe Biden to right now be able to hide and not have to to raise his head out of his foxhole during coronavirus. This is the best sort of campaign Biden could wish for um, in that sense. They want him hidden. But they do uh, know at some point he's going to have to come back out. They just don't want him to have to deal with these sorts of questions. And so it appears, it appears now that the gig is up. Joe Biden will address Tara Reid's sexual assault allegations for the first time today, Friday, in an interview on MSNBC. That interview, I'm looking here at an MSN.com article. Um, it appears that Biden is going to be appearing uh, you know, I said morning joy. Um, it's morning Joe. Heck, it may be happening right now, for all I know. So the opportunity to pretend that this doesn't exist is long past Joe Biden. And there's a lot more to say about this, but I've got to take a break. Shift uh, will continue, I guess, talking about this after the break. So sit tight. See you in just a minute. Also, want to mention here tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern, you can bid online. Now, you can actually still, I think, they're taking appointments at Free G Auctions and Marketing um, for those who want to see some of the equipment that's being auctioned off tomorrow, May 2nd. 1 p.m. in Clayton, Indiana. Can't go in person, but you can bid. You can bid online, and they're taking appointments. You can check out if you still got time to do that. But you can check out uh, some of the things that they're going to be putting up for auction here this weekend tomorrow at two. Fifty lawnmowers, over fifty lawnmowers, SUVs, uh, or I should say, utility vehicles. Polaris, John Deere, Kubota. We've got sports cars, trucks, and SUVs as well, compact tractors. You can preview these things or learn more uh, Learn more by visiting their website, freegeauctioneers.com, F-R-E-I-J-E, auctioneers with an S.com, and uh, check that out and maybe even still have time to set an appointment to see these things prior to, prior to auction. So I want to get back here to talking about Biden and <clears throat> the allegations made by Tara Reid against Biden and the media, the media is now unable to cover for Biden. This is there's nothing else that they can do. So yesterday, yesterday the media actually is. I mean, they're forced to do this. They they, they cannot ignore this any longer. The double standard and the hypocrisy and the the seriousness of this, um, the allegations not just of sexual assault is not. I'm not minimizing that, but rape, folks. He is accused of rape. He's accused of rape. They can't ignore this any longer. And so they've got to ask these questions. So yesterday, uh, Nancy Pelosi being asked a question about this responds like this. They're standing by Biden, but they're using a comparatively different standard with 
uh, for Kavanaugh when, when he demanded a uh, a investigation on Justice Kavanaugh when a very similar uh, allegation came out on him. Uh, why well, let, let me just say, I, I respect your question, and I don't need a, a lecture or a speech. Here's the thing. I have a complete respect for the whole Me Too movement. I have four daughters and one son, and uh, there's a lot of excitement around the idea that women will be heard and be listened to. There is also due process, and uh, the fact that Joe Biden is Joe Biden, uh, we, there's been s statements from his campaign, or not his campaign, but his former employees who ran his offices and the rest, that there was never any record of this. There was never any record. And that uh, nobody ever came forward, or nobody ever came forward to say something about it, apart from the principal involved. I am so proud. The happiest day for me this week was to support Joe Biden for President of the United States. He's a person of great integrity, a great concern for the American people. He authored the Violence Against Women Act uh, when he was the chair of the Judiciary Committee uh, in the 90s. He has been an advocate for funding it all along since then. And I, uh, uh, I believe that uh, uh, he will be a great president of the United States. Uh, he is the personification of hope and optimism uh, and authenticity uh, for our country, a person of great values. Uh, so I want to remove all doubt in anyone's mind. I have great comfort level uh, with uh, the situation as I see it, uh, with all the respect in the world for any woman who comes forward, uh, with all the highest regard for Joe Biden. And that's what I have to say about that. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. That's what she has to say about that, which is next to nothing. A bunch of gibberish. Joe Biden penned the Violence Against Women Act, and I guess that makes him immune from committing any crime against women. I mean, what about the specific allegations? How about we address those instead of talking about platitudes, instead of talking about things that Joe Biden said from a podium, talked about in his campaign, uh, voted for in the Senate, said that he was in favor of when he was vice president, whatever. How about we look at actual evidence and address the charges? Anytime someone wants to uh, avoid the specifics <clears throat> of the evidence, folks, they don't want to deal with the charges that are being um, made against them. Look, I understand if there's just some rogue, you know, crazy allegation made, but this is something that can be traced back. We have video evidence of her mother, Tara Reed's mother, making these claims to Larry King via telephone in 1993. We've got corroborating witnesses, her brother, a neighbor, who said that she had shared a similar story uh, in the past with them. And so we should look into this. And that's apparently what's happened or is happening on Morning Joe this morning on MSNBC. So we'll see how hard they... I guess go after Biden or demand that he answer some of these questions. I'm not going to hold my breath, but who knows? Got to take a time out. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. Just have time here to 
to wrap up here, our number our number one of the program. Um, but again, the Democrats have a problem with Joe Biden. Joe Biden going to have to be answering questions. In fact, I might even take the right now. I might tune into Morning Joe, giving me giving me the heebie-jeebies even thinking about that. But I might tune that in right now to see if Biden's been on what he's had to say, that sort of thing. But the opportunity to hide and to ignore this has passed, thankfully, thankfully. And again, one thing Nancy Pelosi said that's right, although I didn't hear hear her saying this during the time of the Kavanaugh allegations, is that due process is deserved. We shouldn't just unilaterally believe every charge is brought against any man by a woman. That's that's silliness. That's why there's specific uh, levels of... I guess proof, there's evidence, those things, turns out, matters after all. So anyway, going to continue our number two, see you in a minute, SDG. 